This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about brand audits because uh, this is something that is kind of necessary when you start working with a client. And a lot of companies don't necessarily have this in place. And it is something that you can use to kick off your strategy in a way that is very intentional and very um, results oriented and growth oriented. So as the year is coming to a close, we're gonna start prepping next year's strategies for our clients. And this could mean it's a great time to do a brand audit for all of your clients. So this could be your existing clients. And it is a great way to get a status update on how your clients are doing in their niche They can really help you kind of zoom out and get a better sense of the progress you and your client have made over the last year or so that you've been working together. And this is also really essential to building an effective PR strategy because without them, you don't know what's working and what isn't really moving the needle or isn't doing well in the efforts you've been making. So... I wanted to share some of my best tips for doing brand audits with your clients, whether they're totally brand new to your agency or they've been on your roster for years because it um, is always a good time to check in, uh, you know, especially like end of year, beginning of new year kind of thing and just kind of see where you are. So to dive a little deeper in what even is a brand audit, it is an overarching checkup on your client's brand and how they're faring in the media, how they're faring with their um, connection to consumers, uh, consumer sentiment, um, the overall kind of brand sentiment, um, what the brand looks like in their consumer facing, their owned media outlets, their social platforms, their brand identity. Um, And then also earned media, you know, what is it positive, negative, neutral, like how do they stack up next to their competitors? And we think it is a great idea to do a brand audit every time a new client joins your agency, and then you can continue to do them annually. Um, Or, you know, every time your retainer renews. So if you're doing a six month retainer, maybe a brand audit would be a good a way to compel them to join for another six months or extend for another year, lock in that rate. And it um, gives you that great uh, opportunity to show them how the work you have done together in that first six to 12 month period has impacted their overall brand presence and uh, consumer affinity of the brand. A brand audit should evaluate your client's position in their niche. How are they doing against their competitors? You can look at their website, their web traffic, their social media pages, the engagement level, the um, growth in their following, whether there's been an increase or drop off. You can look at their mailing list growth, um, other 
things that are a, um, a reflection or like KPIs that you're monitoring to show the initiatives that you're taking, the efforts you're making, and what changes have happened with the brand since that. Um, it's never fun. We don't love playing the comparison game, but it can really help you identify where your client can improve um, against their competitors or even against their own benchmarks. Your audit should also cover your client's strengths, their weaknesses. It's like that SWOT analysis, opportunities, threats, and um, really looking at the strengths that you've pinpointed to show what's working and that you can let them know you're gonna continue doing those things because they don't need to change for the year ahead. You're gonna lean into them a little bit more. And when you hone in on their weaknesses, you can build a plan and slowly start to turn those things into um, improvements, maybe even turn them into strengths. Um, you know, something that like, let's say their price point um, is higher than their, com their competition. Well, maybe consumer sentiment is like, wow, there are a lot more and we don't know why. Turn that in to uh, focus on educating on the quality and why their craftsmanship or their service, their customer service, their return policy, um, their packaging is sustainable. Like what goes into the fact that their products cost more is their point uh reasons you can point to to say yeah they might cost more but there's a good reason why and there are some values here that we are sticking with in sustainability and customer you know customer first that really um kind of explains why they are um why they are costing more okay so we can build on a, something that might be seen as a negative and say, okay, you know, there's a reason why. And it actually highlights how they are a better brand than their competitors. So how do you do a brand audit for a current client? Um, we're going to talk about um, four strategies here, four little quick ways that we can do this. Number one, you're going to do a KPI review. So you should already be generating your monthly reports. Um, and we show you how to do that or ways you can be implementing um, certain uh, KPIs and strategies in your monthly reports in our agency accelerator. We give you examples, we show you what reports look like, um, but you should also be annually reviewing the KPIs you establish with your clients. And a year-end review will let you zoom out, see that broader scope of your client's journey over the year, how they've grown, what setbacks have impacted them. Um, we've had clients that have had delayed launches. Uh, you know, price points have fluctuated and it's, it's kept us from being able to consistently pitch the media with the same price point, which is very confusing, or their images aren't high quality. Like what are the things that have maybe um, impacted them negatively? And you'll also be able to identify trends, anything that um, might look like a trend surrounding audience behavior. So how did your client's audience react to a new product launch? Did it fall flat? Was it like a total home run and why? Um, what outreach methods worked best? 
Do you have a founder who's got a super outgoing personality and you got them on a few key podcasts and it exploded their social media following? Or maybe they did a collaboration with a key influencer and they had a ton of sales come from that influencer. So you can see what really moved the needle um, and what is the impact of your media features. So that's part of this kind of KPI review. The KPIs that you track will depend on the services that you provide and your client's niche, obviously also their goals, their objectives, but some metrics that are common for most digital agencies like the ones we're running are affiliate sales, um, increase of web traffic or even decrease, that's something you should track, um, any growth in their social channels, influencer engagement, um, how many inbound links there are to their website. And this becomes a little tricky when your client has a third-party affiliate platform like Mission Junction, Rakuten, ShareASale, because those links are harder to track because they're not going directly to their website. They're running through the affiliate platform and then back to your client's website. So it's a lot harder to see what those inbound links are, but they can still track that in their affiliate platform. You see what I'm saying? We have clients that are like, how many links and why didn't they? Um, we haven't seen any um, click-throughs coming from this site. And it's like, well, they're coming via Commission Junction or via Share a Sale because the link is to that. So they get the commission. You see what I'm saying? Um, also, the number of press mentions, um, the uh, impressions and um, ad value equivalency or the media value maybe sales, which careful on tracking that as a KPI, you don't want to get into a situation where you are committing to sales as a metric that you are measured against, because that's not what PR is about. It's a, it's a byproduct of our efforts, but it's more about um, customer sentiment, visibility, uh, getting in front of the right customers and having them um, see the, the product and learn more about it and, and see it a few times and the outlets they read and then start to say like, hmm, or the influencers they're following and say, wow, like everyone's talking about this. I should probably check it out. Um, and then, so that's number one, you're going to look at the KPIs and then two, generate a rough plan. So once you have this data in hand, take a step back and really ask yourself how the year has gone. You know, what's really happened in the past year? And as you ask yourself these questions, make sure you always bring it back to, like I said before, your client's goals and their objectives. You should never pigeonhole yourself into a specific strategy just because your client wants to do it. You really need to step into your expertise and say to yourself, you know, I know their goal is to boost brand awareness. Um, so if that's the case, then maybe expert interviews are going to be better for the brand than the paid speaking engagements your client wants to do. Honestly, paid speaking engagements are really good for ego and good for clout, but it's not, you're only really talking to the people right in front of you and it's, you know, getting paid to come and speak is, is fantastic, you know, great, but that's not the best tactic that will work towards their overall goal of boosting brand awareness. Expert interviews on platforms are going to be a better tactic for you to execute. 
So you want to bring it back to the client's goals and make sure that you are uh, reviewing the results and the efforts through that lens. Okay, I got a couple questions here you can um, ask yourself as you go through this. Uh, number one, ask yourself what's working well and how can we do more of that? You know, what, um, what actually has been a huge hit for the client? Are they podcast interviews? Um, you know, do more of that in the new year. Make your clients huge hits, the cornerstone of your overarching strategy. Figure out how you can lean more into what's already working and leverage the good results that you've already achieved to get more of that kind of placement, but also to get more visibility for those hits, those wins that have really portrayed the um, client in a really positive light. Um, so it's like, this is working, let's do more. And also because this works so well, let's get more eyes on it. And that's where leveraging comes into play. We share tons of leveraging strategies in Agency Accelerator because it's such a key part of what we do to provide excellent service to the client. So it's not just about getting the results, but about getting the most out of those results, okay? Number two is ask yourself what isn't working well and then how can we address that? We like to think of this as defer, delegate, delete. We love these little like, uh, you know, kind of uh, alliterative devices here. So if you have a goal or a project that's not getting good results, figure out whether you should defer, you know, put off the goal um, for down the, further down the road, shift your focus to prep um, for other ways you can use that strategy to set up for success that maybe isn't present right now um, or should you delegate this project to another team member or a private label labeled service provider who will be able to execute it properly like maybe you're not the right fit or maybe you don't have those connections we have done this when it has come to business press for clients um, we'll try we're not getting anything really great we're not moving the needle so i will seek out a true expert a third party who can private label their services and really cut to the chase and connect with the right media outlets that are going to tell the business side of the story because those are they tend to take a little longer they tend to be a little bit more time consuming and you really have to know what metrics the clients willing to share and create a story that's very compelling so we will go to somebody else and say like this just isn't working the way we're doing it we want to delegate it to you so that we can get more um, effective results here because it's just not happening for us. Or um, delete it. So is this project pulling focus from projects that will get good results and does it need to be just cut overall? Like it's not working, we're not doing it anymore. So we've got defer, delegate, delete, and you got to think about um, if it's not working well, these are the ways you could possibly address it. Question three is what new things could you implement? So what are some new tools or tech or some trends? Um, these pop up all the time. Is there anything that's come onto the scene lately that you might wanna try with this client? Um, you can also go back through your notes and pull any strategies or angles that you set on the back burner that you wanna try in the upcoming year. Um, you know, maybe something got pushed a little bit because of a delayed launch. We're dealing this with this with a client right now. 
it is not a new product launch, but it is an improvement to an existing product. And we have been talking about it with our contacts, like it's coming, it's coming. And it has not got an FDA clearance. So the improvement hasn't launched yet. And we're kind of like, do we keep talking about this or do we pause and say, let's put this on the back burner and kind of think about it maybe for next year. So that's kind of what we did. As we said, we're not going to even talk about this product anymore. We're going to wait until the improvement comes out and we can go back to everyone who's already experienced it and say 2.0. We have this new thing that goes into the product and it makes it even better. And we listened and it's kind of like we listen to our customers. We take feedback seriously and it's bigger, better. Um, but we had to pause and say, let's put it on the back burner and we're going to try again in the new year. Um, number four, you can ask, what does the audience want and need? You know, you really want to um, tie things back to um, what the audience is most concerned about or struggling with or what's on their mind the most. We know that it is so easy to get kind of bogged down in the day-to-day -day of what we're doing that we lose sight of what is most important and it has the most impact and that's the audience, the potential customers of our clients and their customers is, are going to play a huge part in their client's success. What they are struggling with and how you can serve them or what their reviews say, what their feedback says, and how we can do better to serve their needs, or we can implement their recommendations. That's what happened with my client that had the repair um, item that they're creating in addition to the product that wasn't working as well. Their, their audience said, you know, this could be better if it had XYZ, and the client listened to it, and they wanted to create a, a fix that would better serve the needs of their customers. So you want to really look at their reviews and say, what do they want and what do they expect to see from your client? And let them let your client know, you know, we're looking at social, we're looking at the feedback, we're looking at the engagement. And people are kind of feeling like you're not addressing certain factors that are important to them and what their buying decisions are, you know, like uh, cruelty-free or um, things that are all natural or money that's going back to charitable causes or improvements that can be made to their existing products. Or maybe the, um, the packaging or the improvements are already on the horizon and the client can really tie it back to the customer feedback and create a, um, like a you you talked and we listened kind of campaign around how important customer feedback is. So that is where you really think about what does the audience want and need and how can a brand audit give you that in terms of strategy for the following year? Um, or are there opportunities to reduce costs? You know, how can you do a cost saving? So this is more focused on your own um, agency. So the end review as an agency owner is a good idea to kind of check in with um, your client's budget and what they're looking to do 
and what it's costing your agency. So this is where you can kind of keep things to yourself because it ties back to, um, you know, the pay to play opportunities or events. Um, you know, what is it that you are doing that maybe isn't super budget friendly for them and it might be eating into your margin. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, we have a client where we send products to influencers and then we monitor social media to see when influencers are talking about the brand. And we have noticed that a lot of influencers will post pictures and not tag the brand. So the brand is not seeing those posts unless they're getting tagged and they're sometimes not. But we want to give credit, or I should say get credit, right? So we sent this product to our contacts and we want to show like, look, they're showing the brand, there's pictures. And so what that means on our end is that we have had to monitor, we'll create a list of influencers who we're tracking, you know, they have this product, this is what it looks like. And we have a member of our team, um, an inexpensive member of the team, as least expensive as possible, who will go on because stories disappear, right? They'll go on TikTok and they'll go on Instagram and they'll look at these influencers' feeds and their uh, stories once a day to track because we will see they took a picture of the product, they're showing their, themselves using it, but they didn't tag the brand. So that might have otherwise gotten lost. Well, in doing this for a few months, I'm now weighing the cost benefit of, is it worth the effort and the money we're spending to track these potential placements? Like, are we catching five a month or are we catching 50 a month? And um, is that something the client is gonna continue wanting us to do? Because honestly, it's eating into our profit and we're continually trying to revise this process in our agency to make it more cost effective. But right now it just isn't. So this is a conversation we need to have with them. Like, are you getting immense value out of these features we're pulling to show you that they've mentioned it, but they haven't tagged the brand? Is there any value for you there? Because I will tell you right now, it's costing us between four and $500 a month to be tracking this. And that's just profit that's lost. So I'm like, let's you know figure out either do we not do this at all or is there a more cost effective? We're continually looking at this. So are there opportunities to reduce costs? This is what we're looking at. Um, and then also you wanna review all of the expenses that are going into the implementation of your client's current strategy. Look at the team costs. Is there anything that you could cut back on to streamline or to reduce expenses? And what I just told you is a prime example of that. But I think we would need the client's buy-in to say, listen, I, I would tell them this is really time consuming for us to be tracking. And is it worth it? Like, how are you using these, these uh, non-tagged features we're finding? And do you find the value in it. And then I would go back and say, if we're going to continue to do this, we'd have to charge an additional fee for this tracking and see what they say. But we've worked with this client for probably three and a half or four years. So I don't anticipate they would have much pushback. They'd either say, eh, we get it. It's too much work. And they would say, no, no, it's, it's helpful to us. Let's, um, you know, what's the additional fee look like? And, and let's, you know, talk about that. Um, okay, so then I asked, we have these five questions you just asked um, under generating a rough plan. 
And then number three, meet with your client. So after you've taken the time to build your rough plan, get a call on the schedule and discuss the audit. And during this call, you should share your expertise, the rough strategies that you've come up with um, for them, and then they should share their own goals, you know, because just because you started working together 6, 12, 18 months ago, their goals might have changed a bit. Like maybe one of their goals is humming along and they're like, you know what, now we have um, a couple product launches on the horizon that are totally brand new that we didn't even know about when we started working together. Um, and then this is a time, um, this is our time on these calls to collaborate on your plan for the next year and ensure that it will at least address everyone's goals and has a good chance of achieving them. And you want to make sure that everyone's expectations are aligned. This is the number one, I've mentioned this every single time, misaligned expectations will always lead to unhappy clients. So you want to ensure that their expectations of how things are going or how things could go are pretty in sync with what's likely to happen. And maybe you undersell it even, and then you can over deliver with results that you get. But both you and your client should be on board with the plan and feel confident in what it realistically um, would look like when results come in. What is realistically possible? Get on the same page. That should be from the get-go of your working with a client. And then number four, you've done all this prep work, now it's time to build the strategy. So put it into action. Take all of the findings from your brand audit and the client meeting and their goals and what your plan is for achieving those goals and put them into a thorough and well-considered press plan. And this is, um, we talk about this a lot in both the pitch lab Inside the roadmap, there's a big section on press plans, and then also in the agency accelerator, we cover press plans where you are gonna hit goals, um, strategies, objectives, and tactics that you're gonna implement in the next year. So you have a document that everybody is looking at and agrees on is the approach that you're, you're gonna take. It hits all of the things that you need it to address and you're just gonna hit the ground running. Um, so that's when you have an existing client. Here is how you can how to do a brand audit for a new client when you kick off the engagement or a prospective client. So um, this is a bit trickier. Um, you're going to first review their existing brand presence. So it's not like what have we been doing the last year, but this is um, where you don't have as much access to information as you would with a current client, but you're going to review their brand presence and it will help you decide whether this client would be a good fit for your agency or you could or could help you generate a rough strategy. This, this process will help you generate a strategy to present during the proposal process. And I say rough, meaning very rough, not detailed, not a strategic approach they can take and run and not use you, but it will give you a sense of like, can we even help them? Are they in a position for us to be successful? And uh, this is where, again, you start with the website, their social media platforms, 
do a Google search and review um, any awards or any press placements that they've gotten. And while you're doing this search, you want to ask yourself, what's the general sentiment about this brand? You know, who's their target audience or their target customer? Do you have relationships with the, the outlets that their target audience is likely to read? Can you, uh, do you know how to pitch them? Do you have a sense of the niche and how to position the brand to, you know, kind of set them apart from the competition? Or is this like you, your, their customers are um, seniors and you are like an expert in how to connect with um, Gen Zers and you're just like, I don't even think I would know how to do this. Um, we've had like eSports and I'm going like, I don't know how to connect with the gamers. That's just not my forte. Um, what are their most popular products and services? What types of social media posts and platforms do they have that get the most engagement? What performs really well? How many followers do they have and what is their engagement level? Is it crickets? Did this brand, does it have no engagement because they've done shady stuff to grow their page and it's not actually real people, it's bots? Um, that's going to look really bad. You know, we've had editors be like, why doesn't anybody ever engage with their social presence? It's very odd to me. And you got to ask them the hard questions. Like, did you ever pay for, you know, pay to play for media? Did you ever pay for um, engagement or followers? These things can kind of, kind of come back to bite you in the ass. Um, also, what current PR strategies do they seem to be using? And where are they getting featured? Is it organic? Is it an effort? I like to ask this to myself and then ask them when we're talking, do they seem to be working with a PR pro or an agency now? Have they in the past? And then I say, what happened? Why are you no longer? Why are you looking to make a change? I have seen companies start to show their true colors. And I'm like, this PR firm is really good. And these people know what they're doing. They definitely are dialed into this niche. Maybe this company didn't give them enough time or maybe their expectations weren't realistic. And I really dive in like what went wrong or why are you un unhappy? And I've avoided a lot of landmines that way because if they're going to be nutty about their current agency, then they're going to be nutty about you too. Um, and I will tell them, you know what? They're really good and they know their stuff. And I think what they told you is very reasonable. And I think this timeline that has kind of come to fruition is very normal. And we're not going to do anything different. I have um, told people that this. Um, that's a great question to ask because you can be like, what didn't work? And they will start to show they're crazy. Or you can be like, oh, we got this. Like, we're going we're gonna to turn it around for you. Um, number two, you're going to build out that rough strategy. So it looks similar to how you would do it for a brand audit for a client that you've partnered with for a little while. But you're going to zoom out to this big picture, ask yourself similar questions like, what are they doing well? How would you lean into that? What aren't they doing? And how would you fix it? And why? You know, why haven't you pitched XYZ? Or why haven't you thought about putting the uh, founder on podcasts? Is there a reason why? Um, and they might say, you know what? They're not media ready. They're not media savvy. And you would know, like, this would be a really good approach if they have a spokesperson. Maybe we can find somebody in the company that's better than the founder. Um, you know, what new things would you recommend they do that aren't currently in their efforts that they're making and what does their audience want and need and how will you take that into consideration how can you build a strategy that's going to solve a problem 
or highlight that they do solve a problem or um, really kind of show their audience that their values are aligned, that they really haven't leaned into that's important to their customers. Um, and then number three, discuss this approach with your new or your potential client. So your meeting will look a bit different depending on if they're already a part of your agency or it's still like in that kind of courting period and they're just a prospect. But if you're doing an audit, an audit for a prospective client, you can bake some of these questions knowing you're going to be doing an audit, bake it into the discovery call, and then this report will come out or like it becomes part of the proposal part of the um, capabilities deck and like a rough sort of this is what's next these are next steps ask them what their goals are for the potential partnership get on the same page what are they what are they doing like why are they doing this and if they've never worked with a PR agency before you'll probably have to explain what PR is um, look at their possibly sky-high expectations and reset them and show them what the value of PR is so that they can see and you both agree on what success looks like. Because you could be like, we're crushing it. And they're like, we don't, you know, we don't think that you're doing a good job or we don't understand like what we're getting out of this and you're like we're doing a great job and then you realize they don't get what it is that you're actually doing um and if you are auditing a new client so they are on the roster they're paying you this should be part of the kickoff call and by now you should already have a sense of their goals from that discovery phase but it's always a good idea to check in okay um you want to ensure that uh, when you kick off that there isn't anything that's changed, that you're all on the same page regarding what's possible, what's realistic, and you may need to reset any expectations that have set in after speaking with other agencies. This is a big deal. So the, the hope is that when they pick your agency, it is because they like your trustworthiness, they believe that you are the best to deliver on what you have stated is realistic. But they could have talked to two, three, four, five other agencies in between, and they might have sold them a bill of goods that's not reasonable, or at least not reasonable with your approach or how you do things. And there's a reason why they picked you, but you do need to make sure that you are continuing to set their expectations to be realistic because they've talked to other people and they might be like, well, we picked you because we love your enthusiasm, but everybody else said that they could get us on Oprah's favorite things list for the holidays. And you're like, um, that came out four months ago, <laughs> like three months ago, like it's not happening. And maybe next year we'll try, but that will be over the summer. And we have done it before and we could do it again but here's what we need to get in place in order for that to happen. You know, you could be like, they're talking to other agencies who are making some wacky promises that are just not realistic. And I hope you never do that because you're just gonna set yourself up for failure when you win a client based on unrealistic expectations. Okay, so then the fourth thing you do is you create a press plan once you have all that information. Only do a full audit and create a press plan 
after they have paid you, <laughs> after they've started their retainer. Um, audits and press plans take a lot of time. They take a lot of energy and you should not be doing them if you're not guaranteed to implement them. Although, although I will say, let me backtrack on that. If the client isn't quite ready to kick off on a retainer situation with PR and they're like, we're not sure, sell them an audit as a service and that could be the thing that gets you foot in the door that shows them, here are the ideas that we have. You're gonna get paid for that. You're not giving it for free in the hopes that they'll go like, wow, they're really smart and we want them to do our PR. Do not give them the strategy um, as a result of this audit unless they have paid you for that. And it's fine if they want to take the strategy and have someone else implement it. I would hope that they're going to use that and say, wow, these people know what they're up to. They're probably in the best position to implement this strategy. But if they want to do it in-house, like good, you know, great. I think a lot of companies do have the bandwidth and the capability to do it in-house. Um, they probably don't have as many connections as you would have or tools and resources as you would have, maybe stress that piece of it. But I would say just get paid. And maybe that is the foot in the door opportunity, giving them a paid strategy. And then they go, yeah, you know your stuff. Like, let's go on a retainer and, and have you implement this. Okay. So do not do this without getting paid. And if it is not going to be you implementing it, at least get that fee up front. Um, you want to be the one to implement it. So your press plan should cover goals, strategy, objectives, tactics that you would be looking to implement over the next year. And make sure you take your findings from your brand audit and your new client's expectations and their goals into consideration. So, but that's what I have for you guys today. And these brand, brand audits, you know, um, really get you in a position to show how thorough, detailed, how well-versed you are in your niche and how that can benefit a prospective client. So use it as a way to get your foot in the door, get them to be a paid client in some capacity, whether they're a little gun shy on the monthly retainer, and then, you know, say, all right, let's go. Um, so I really appreciate all of you. Um, thank you guys so much. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, it's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. 
Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.